0: My name is Maya Mitchell and this is Who I Am.
1: Guest today is Maya Mitchell, the Australian-born actress known for the Disney Channel's Teen Beach movie series, and for the Freeform series The Fosters, where she plays the character Callie Adams Foster. We spoke back in November. Hello. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. Happy Saturday.
1: Happy Saturday. Thank you for coming down to the garage.
0: To the garage. Not <coughs> to be mistaken for garage. No.
1: We don't know what that is. No. Not at all. So Maya, you mm. are an Australian yes. actress. Yes. And... Um, you, how many roles have you done where you use your original accent?
0: Um, I've done three. Uh huh. Yeah. My first show, and then a second series I did, and then an indie movie um, where I had one line, but it was in fact in an Australian accent. So. What was the line? Um, I'm a fashion designer. <laughs> was it good <laughs> It was this crazy independent film that I shot in um, in Indonesia hmm. and I was 17 and I actually dropped out of school to shoot it and there was a huge cast and uh, but I, only, I yeah I was there for three months for that for that one. Little line, but I was 17 and got to get out of school for it. and mm-hmm. just had a bunch of time off and was in Sumatra and it was fantastic. It was worth that one line.
1: Yeah. And was that the first time you'd left Australia? as well?
0: um, That was the first time I'd worked outside of Australia. Yeah.
1: Um, how old were you when you did the first show?
0: I was mean. 11. Um, I had been, I'd been acting since I was little, but just in like local theatre productions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we actually had this talent agency in our small town, which is super strange now in hindsight to think about. But um, I would kind of been with them and just done some kind of small, like local commercial type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I hadn't been with them at all for like a couple of years. And they, um, they reached out and were like, look, there's this uh, audition, it's shooting locally. Um, we think you're perfect for it. And I auditioned and I, I booked it. And that was kind of the. St- I mean, I always kind of had thought I was going to be an actor, but that was the first time I really considered it mm-hmm. seriously or it kind of had come into fruition a little bit.
1: Right. What did it mean to be an actor for you back then? What was how, how did it work in where you grew up?
0: I mean, I was super lucky where I'm from is a really small town. Um, I think it's a like population like 20,000 people but it's a very creative place and there's a lot of um, you know, artsy people that have kind of moved from the city to live there and it's kind of this, yeah, kind of art, intellectual kind of hub. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good because I was exposed to that kind of thinking and that kind of lifestyle and so we had this really great theater company um, in our town that I joined when I was about five and we would you know put on plays and schools would come to them as kind of an education and stuff like that um so it was definitely a really big part of my life you mm. know two days a week i would go there after school and put on plays and and all that so yeah it, it was a, it was always a big part of my life it just you know i kind of just didn't think it would happen while i was in school you know in yeah. a, in a employment sense yeah
1: mm. yeah what about the other members of your family? Were they involved in the arts as well? Or?
0: Um, my dad is a poet and he writes short oh. stories, so he's very creative. And my mom is very creative as well. Um, but no, I mean, not really. It was sort of something that I just kind of fell into. I, I did a school play when I was you know, in kindergarten and loved it. And my parents were like, okay, well, like, let's just have her pursue that for mm. fun and see what happens. And I mean, they never really pushed me into it, but they definitely encouraged me to do what I wanted to do and yeah. and saw that passion and so we're happy to support it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm. And is it still fun or was there a moment where it shifted for you to become?
0: Um, I did this one like horrible gig when I was like 16. And it really stopped. (laughs) I think my eyes were open and I was like, oh, sometimes this isn't fun. Mm. But I was really lucky. The first job I did when I was 11, I was a blast. Like I I loved it. And so I I was my, you know, introduction into it was definitely fun. But there's been gigs, you know, I was around 16 that I kind of realized like, oh, this can be work too, you know. Mm. Um, And then I kind of had to, you know, work harder to do my job. And it wasn't just like playing and you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that was definitely a point where i kind of realized that but um yeah i think the the key is to try and just do things that are fun that don't feel like work and Mm. to try and gravitate towards those projects yeah yeah
1: um is there a so many australian actors seem to be coming out Mm -hmm. to um, america especially yeah and is there is there a real community that you were aware of back then in australia because you didn't do any of the like. there's the there's a couple of regular shows that everyone seems to... Home and to. Away and Neighbours. Yeah, those, those are the ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was so not a part of that community mm. at all because I I grew up so far from it. So my town is about, you know, it's a 10-hour drive from Sydney, which is where everything's kind of happening in Melbourne. Um, so I was so far f- removed from it. You know, my parents would let me audition for a couple things a year and would drive me to the closest city which is three hours Mm -hmm. and sometimes they would cast out of that city if we were lucky you know it was that kind of thing that like there was a couple times a year i'd get a chance and um i was lucky like i was able to work through that but i was never like in sydney going to workshops and seeing the same kids at the same auditions and that kind of community or you know that whole aussie's Aussie actor thing and then they're all now out here and they've all known each other since they were 11 and doing that like I just am so removed from that whole community <laughs> but um, my roommate has a lot of friends and she grew, up in, she grew up in Sydney and so she like a lot of the people that are out here that she sees at auditions she used to see when she was like 12 in Sydney at auditions and mm-hmm. it's just wild to me but no I was very, very removed from that and very removed from like that kind of it's quite incestuous the community in Australia the acting community it's you know it's the casting directors say, cast the same people and you right. work with the same people over and over again and I was just never never involved in that.
1: Mm. How did you get out here?
0: So I auditioned for this show um that was actually shooting at Warner Brothers in Australia which is quite close to where I live um where I where, where I grew up um and I auditioned for it and ended up, you know, doing a test deal, and it was down to me and another girl. Um, and she ended up booking it, and her manager, throughout the process, had I think gotten hold of my audition tape, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, so he started sending me. Um, just pilot scripts and stuff to just, you know, put myself on tape for and send over. And if he liked them, he would, you know, forward it on as not as my, you know, manager, but yeah just to test the waters. And uh, that was, I was in year 12, so my final year of high school at that point. And uh, I booked that, the, the indie movie in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And so I ended <laughs> up, you know, and during that process when I was auditioning all the time, and sending these tapes like I was f- driving because it was so far from anywhere that you know could support that so I was driving like two and a half three hours to this casting director that I knew who would you know would spend like two days just putting myself on tape for like you know it was pilot season so mm-hmm. it was like you know five auditions a day and I was missing so much school and I was in you know music groups and groups in theater and drama and all these projects and my school ended up just being like, look, you can't, let's just see me here. Like you can't just peace out for two days a week. And, mm. you know, and so I ended up setting up school so that I was, I ended up having to drop music and drama. So I was going to do it over two years. Um, and then, you know, this movie offer came in where I, I mean, the role was like minuscule and whatever, but I was kind of considering it and I was like, I don't know. And my mom was like, what are you even considering? Like, this is what you want to do. You know, you're not even going to finish school this year. Like, let's be real. You're probably not <laughs> going to finish school. Like, there's no way you're going to, like, go back next year when all your friends are graduating. Like, just do what you want to do, pursue this, and then, you know, see what happens. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And then it worked out. Uh, after, after I got back, I auditioned for um, some Disney Channel stuff. And they ended up flying me over to audition. And, uh, and then I booked it. So mm-hmm. I was here.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you change how you approached acting at any point during that? Or was it was there always a methodology that you
0: Um used? I, just, I think it was just purely instincts at that point. Um, for me, like, I've learnt a lot in the last kind of five years. Um, but I think just Disney Channel was just such a foreign style of acting for mm-hmm. me. Like, I really had to work at it. And I saw a coach for those auditions because it was just like, you know, even comedy in Australia is a lot more dry. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's the same in England. Like it's not as obvious and slapsticky and um, it's not as much about timing and that kind of, that whole style was just like, so did not sit naturally for me. So it took a few tapes and a few like coaching sessions and lots of feedback and stuff. So that was definitely different. Um, But yeah, no, I think I've learned the, it was hard actually having done that. 'cause I did a pilot and then I shot a movie right after um Teen Beach movie. And then coming back and auditioning for the Fosters that year, I've like had to really like pull that like Disney Channel like timing crap <laughs> out of me. <laughs> and uh so that was probably more of a more of a struggle, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: hmm Um the the Yeah, the comedy in in England is very much like the it's about making someone it's it's about creating a situation where that it's so uncomfortable to yeah. watch. Yeah. Whereas the here it's it's kind of like a yeah you're right it's like a slapsticky it's, kind yeah, of yeah almost vaudevillean. Like
0: yeah, and it's not as like self-deprecating, and you know, yeah, you still have to take yourself seriously, yeah. Even though you're trying to be funny, <laughs> and it's just like how. <laughs> yeah.
1: How much did music play? Because yeah. you you did. Were you you did musical stuff before you. Said, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, I grew up doing music and it was one of my majors in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was in some bands in high school and um, yeah, it was one of my my subjects that I picked to be my major. So I, it was always a big part of my life, especially in high school. I started playing guitar when I was 13 mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of my instrument as well as singing. Um, but I don't know, I've kind of. Uh, let it go a little bit lately, which I'm kind of bummed about. I'm starting to pick it back up again, but it was, um, so it was probably a bigger part of my life, especially, you know, when I wasn't on set, like i lived this kind of weird double life. Like I would go and shoot something and being in this like strange adult world. And then I would come back and be in high school. And mm-hmm. so I think music was re- really helpful for that just to keep that creative kind of thing going. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah.
1: How did the other kids, um how were they with with that were you seen as like a, a someone that was a success that was being moved out of that world or was it just that like that was f- what happened at the school because it was so artistic and because it was so encouraging of of that kind of expression of creativity or
0: um it was like a weird mix of both in 7th grade which is our first year of high school i was like 2 months late because i'd been shooting something mhm And uh, I came to school, and like a few kids that I knew from my elementary school had gone to the same high school because it was across the street, and they had kind of spread this like thing that I was this horrible person, (laughs) that I was stuck up, and you know that I was up myself all of a sudden because I was on TV, and um, and so I came into like a really toxic Mm. first year of high school because people, I mean. Th- like 12, 13 year old girls are just awful anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people assume that of you and you haven't met them, like it, it was pretty atrocious, but I met, um, my best friend in that same year and we kind of just stuck high, st- stuck out high school together. Yeah. And I ended up finding my kind of drama pothead friends mm-hmm. <laughs> in like <laughs> ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And, um, And then once, you know, once you get into the later parts of high school, like the arts really take a bigger part of your school Mm -hmm. um, life. So, um, yeah, I found my crew, but it was it was like a weird struggle for a while coming in between those worlds, because I think people misunderstood me. And um, yeah, no one, you know, no one else in my school was doing it. Mm. It was a small town, so it was pretty random. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Do you have you done theatre since then, or have you?
0: No, and I'm like dying to. I've I've been auditioning a little bit, but it's so tough because of our shooting schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, theatre you need rehearsals, and then you need to be available for the run of the show, and yeah, there's just you know we get three months off at a time, and so yeah. But I think I think that's something that I'll definitely want to explore. You know, whenever the the show times out,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: something I want to do, yeah.
1: Mm. and with um um with the disney show with the uh, uh, team beach what mm-hmm. was so what was the process for that that you did you you auditioned you came here to audition and yeah so the
0: yeah they flew me they flew me from sydney um to la and i literally like got off the plane at like 6 a.m or something mm-hmm. And went straight to their offices in Burbank and met with, you know, the head of casting, the head of Disney Channel there. And uh, it was f- to play like a cheerleader. And <laughs> we don't have cheerleading <laughs> in <laughs> Australia at all. Um, and so I like, it was so, it was such a trip. And I basically yeah, auditioned, thought I had ruined it because there are all these other kids there who were dressed in their like cheerleading uniforms mm-hmm. that they wear at their high schools here. And practicing their moves and I went in and like blasted Janelle Monet and like danced <laughs> around like an idiot and was like, okay, well, this isn't happening. And then uh, while I was there, they ended up auditioning. While I was here, they ended up auditioning me for a movie that they were casting at the same time. And then I basically was here for like three days
1: mm-hmm.
0: just for that process and then flew home and I got off the plane and turned my phone on and I booked both of them. And oh, wow! Had And then flew back out, I think a month later mm-hmm. to shoot them.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and the, it's it the the weird thing for me coming from from England to here is, um, it's so uh, encouragingly enthusiastic when you arrive here. So it's really hard to get a read on mm-hmm. on stuff. So you don't know, you don't know if you're actually doing well or if they're just telling you you're doing great. You have it, no idea. Yeah.
0: You have no clue. You j- that's like a theme, though. I think people <laughs> are really. I mean, I don't know. I think there's good things about it, but mm-hmm. also you just have no idea if people are just bullshitting you completely yeah. or not. And you're just like, really? Was it? Yeah, really? <laughs> Yeah.
1: So what did you think when you when you had booked both of them? Did you think, this is it? I'm I'm there. I'm well, yeah, and
0: they tell you, like, you know, because I think their hope for you, especially if they're booking you on a show and a movie at the same time, like their hope was that, I think their hope with everyone that they cast is that they'll be the next like Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, like the next like mm-hmm. Disney thing, and so they're like telling me this. And I think genuinely, you know, because you never know. But in my head, I'm like petrified because I'm like I grew up in a small town with like you know intellectual hippie parents. Mm-hmm. Who- like atheists and you know as i said like hung out with like the stoner like drama kids at school so i'm like now going what the frick like i don't think i'm you know whatever quote unquote role model whatever that is and like so i kind of started like panicking a little bit like deleting pictures on my (laughs) facebook and like you know telling my friends delete that delete that Mm -hmm. like when we're at that party those pictures like delete that you know panicking a little bit um And then I kind of went through this weird like stage of just trying to kind of not alter my lifestyle because I was never like reckless or crazy or, you know, anything like that. But just really tried to like, I guess, mute myself a little bit or try and kind of adapt to like this sort of American, you know, sweetheart like culture thing Mm -hmm. that we praise here. Um, which just, I mean, just didn't work, Just made me miserable. But, mm. um, so I was like kind of on one level when the pilot I did didn't get picked up. I was a little kind of relieved, honestly, because I don't think I, I would have been able to like be genuine mm-hmm. in that. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And how long after that did the foster start? That was
0: so the fosters I auditioned for that over five, far out five years ago. So I, Yeah, that was 2012 that I shot the pilot in the film and then that was like early that year and then I kind of moved back out. Well, I went home after shooting those things to just like see what would happen and waiting. You know, I didn't have a visa or anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And all my friends had then like, you know, were finishing school and had you know gone to university and all mm-hmm. this stuff and they weren't home like in our town they were in like sydney and melbourne <laughs> so i'm like sitting around you know smoking cigarettes on the backyard, like, in the backyard <laughs> like watching netflix for like a month and i was just like going nuts and mom was like you should just go out to la like we'll try and get you a visa and just like see how mm-hmm. it is i came out auditioned i was like miserable um ran out of money so fast had to borrow money from my mom went back home with my tail between my legs Mm -hmm. found out the pilot hadn't been picked up and then kind of was just like okay well I guess I'll just like move to Sydney and you know try and save some money like you Mm -hmm. know get a waitressing job somewhere hang out with my friends like just do it like the you know I I thought I'd kind of like jib the system and that I'd like booked something and like didn't have to like you know take that route yeah and i was just like oh no that's okay like i'll, I'll be fine like la is miserable anyway so whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i got the audition for the fosters and they wanted me to tape and i was just like nah like i gotta like be in the room for this because i really just something about it i just felt like i could book it mm-hmm And so I actually ended up borrowing more money from my mom (laughs) and I was like, I promise I'll pay you back at some point. Um, and I flew out to audition in the room and I had like worked myself up so much and I'd put so much pressure on myself that I completely threw the audition. Like I blew it completely. (laughs) Um, and ended up like having my management like beg them to bring me back. So I was like, "Look, I borrowed money to get here. <laughs> 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 I guess I really fucked up this time." And so they ended up bringing me in, and it was fine the second time. And um, you know, obviously, here we are. But mm. uh,
1: at what point did you know on that first audition? Was it almost? Installed?
0: I was so nervous. I get really nervous for auditions, like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like an audition room is just like so not the environment to be creative. It's Hmm. really, um, it just doesn't inspire any kind of comfort or ability to like be in the moment. And it's just such a nerve wracking, weird judgy place. Mm -hmm. Um, so it feels really like counterintuitive to be able to go in there and just, you know, pour your heart out and be really vulnerable. It's like, hell no. Like you guys <laughs> are judging me right now. So, um, I don't know. I was like really nervous, but I think within like a couple, like a couple of lines, I was like, far out. And then when you start thinking about that, that's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just, a, it was not good. Yeah. But, um, they, yeah, <laughs> they brought me back. So
1: <coughs> I remember, a uh, have a friend back home who uh, he was a second AD and he used to just get us roles in films that he was working on just to, just for fun almost. So we would he'd just say just come in. It'll be fine. Don't worry. And uh, he said to me on one occasion, I never wanted to be an actor. I was always yeah. like no way. That's 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 not my thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he said, oh I've got a commercial and they want someone that is tall and I was thinner back then. I said, they want someone that's like a tall younger guy to to play a policeman. They just want him to be, I was like, okay. Um, I don't have to do anything. Right. And he said, no, just come in, just wear like a blue shirt and come in. You'll be fine. So I went to this audition and I walked in and I said, okay, um, we want you to do an American accent. Oh,
0: God. And we want
1: you to um, just just ad lib. Just sh- just show us. You're going to arrest someone. You're going to come into the room and arrest someone. And <laughs> like, I did not sign <laughs> up like, for this. Nah. Did you say no one walked out? No, I, I did, oh, it, did it, it really bad. Like an oh. American accent. I can't do an American accent. It's but, tough. Yeah
0: you feel like a phony.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just like, oh, Especially like if you're
0: playing a cop and you're like, yeah. put your hands on <laughs> your head. <laughs> so that was
1: fun. And I, that definitely drummed home that I didn't want to be an actor. Oh, yeah. No,
0: that's <coughs> shocking. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: do you like auditions at any stage or is that something that's always made you? I,
0: I've always hated them. I think some audition rooms are better than others. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there are a few casting directors that are really great and that um, you know really create like a comfortable space and who I now you know after living here for a while know and mm-hmm. so it's not as like intimidating. Um, so sometimes you get the odd audition where you're like, oh, I really felt like I connected to it and feel really good about that, but that's like maybe ten percent of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the other ninety percent is just like horrible from start to finish. Mm. But some people love it, like David Lambert, mm-hmm. like. He, like, looks over his dialogue a little bit and will, like, go in and just kind of ad-lib the lines and, like, kind of fumble through it and, like, really enjoys that and, Mm -hmm. like, just finds it in the room. And I'm like, how the hell? I'm, like, prepping for days in advance. I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Can't eat. Like, (laughs) no. But uh, everyone's everyone's different. But, no, I've always just found it really nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah. Do you not like doing improvisation as a...
0: I didn't really until I just did a film um, like an independent film where the script was quite loose. Like mm-hmm. we were really given a lot of liberties and we were allowed to kind of say whatever we wanted, um, which I'm so, so not used to um, at all. And it ended up being really fun. we were working with um, Kyle Mooney, who's uh, an SNL mm-hmm. actor, cast member, Um and he was really funny, and so we did a lot of kind of improving with him, which was really fun. And mm. I think, I mean, I think it was funny. I hope <laughs> it was funny. It's all in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, I'll, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Do you like watching stuff you've done or no? No. No. Mm.
0: Not at all. I've become a little more comfortable with it, especially on the Fosters. Like it, that's kind of, I mean, there's so many episodes now, and I try to watch most episodes Mm -hmm. um especially because we do interviews and stuff months after we've shot and i just i mean i can barely remember you know what my character's doing and then they'll throw out like so where's mariana at and and i'm like oh my gosh like (laughs) i have no clue so like just to keep my head in like where the audience is um but yeah no it's 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 not like a fun thing. I don't look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've I've learned to be able to look at it a little more objectively than I used to be able to, but, um, I'm not one of those actors who can like watch myself and like become a better actor because of it. Mm -hmm. At least not yet. Like I just don't want to know what my face is doing at any (laughs) point. It's not helpful (laughs) (laughs) at all.
1: Um, what's changed? Do, Do you, uh, I mean, from my point of view, as a, a crew member I've noticed there's been a massive shift in the last few years maybe three years in in LA specifically um in terms of how shows are shot and the the dates that stuff is done and like the whole idea you were saying about pilot season and kind mm-hmm. of or do audition um that seems to have almost vanished and become year-round now yeah. So what's changed for uh, for actors, do you think in the last few years in terms of how you audition now? is is there such a volume that it's harder or easier or
0: I don't it's hard for me to say because a lot of what I go out for is like on by self tape. I think like when I started, <coughs> it was all really based on in the room and mm-hmm. now I think the biggest change is that a lot of the time they won't even see you in the room at all. Um, the last two things I've booked outside of the show have been based on a Mm -hmm. self-tape. So I think that's probably the biggest change. Um, But I don't know, like I haven't been able to go out and do the pilot season thing. Like I might be doing it next year, who knows? (laughs) But (laughs) um, I don't know, I think. But yeah, the biggest thing for me would be like self-taping. I've spoken to a lot of actors lately who have been like, I haven't been in an in-person audition in Mm. forever. And it doesn't feel like it's as much like a february thing as it used to be it feels Mm -hmm. a lot more year round like the times when i remember even films being cast i remember they were there was always kind of a time when i would always be really busy like i knew that like october would be crazy or whatever yeah um and it's just like completely random now Mm -hmm. so i don't know why but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: do you think also um without getting too into this because of the current climate there seems to be more of a shift towards um uh giving more power and more say to women in this industry as well do you think that's that's happening and are you noticing that happen
0: yeah i'm definitely noticing it happen um a lot of a lot you know a lot of the scripts that i'm being sent there's uh you know it was very rare five years ago Mm-hmm. for there to be a female director attached or you know female writer or producers and uh so you're seeing a lot more of that mm-hmm. and those are generally the projects that i'm attracted to anyway um yeah no i, th- I think i mean we're lucky on on the fosters like it's you know there's so many fantastic females uh who are in high, you know, creative positions. Yeah. And so I think we're lucky we kind of live in this hub. And I've mm-hmm. been like living in this hub, being like, <laughs> oh, the industry's completely shifted. Like, look <laughs> like how great. And then I look at other shows and, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't even ever hired a female director. So yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's, but it, I, it feels like it is moving in the right direction. And yeah, not to get too far into it, but I think, I don't know, I was speaking to someone who was saying, you know, for every. Studio exec or um, you know man of power who's you know being brought down by all these you know accusations. It should be replaced by a female, and I mm-hmm. was like,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I think Amazon was. Uh, they they very quickly uh, replaced the was it the guy in charge of programming? I think was really? It? Yeah. yeah, and it's now a woman has replaced him, Good. which is a I think is a brilliant move.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great thing.
1: Mm. Is directing something you want to do?
0: Yeah. It's always been what I wanted to do. Um when I was really little on the first show I was on, I uh I remember just being so curious about what was happening behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of made an effort to learn like, you know, why my eyeline has to be there <coughs> instead of where you know the actor is actually standing, and just all that kind of technical stuff. Yeah. I was always su- super curious about it, um, and I always love films and uh, TV shows, and mm-hmm. you know would look at it from that perspective. So, so yeah, it's definitely something I would love to do. Um, I'm kind of in semi-training mode at the moment, um, learning as much as I can on the show, and uh, hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll get. An opportunity to mm. to really get into that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely something that I'm pretty serious about.
1: Mm. What about writing?
0: I'm very bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Um, no, yeah, not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that to, to people who should be doing that. Um, <laughs> no, I... I uh, yeah, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I've tried. I've tried. I've been like, I should just write a short film and then just shoot it mm-hmm. with my friends and sat down and just... Crap, <laughs> pure crap. <laughs> That's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't do everything. No, exactly.
1: Nope. Um, you said earlier about when you um, when you had the pilot and you were going back and deleting stuff off Facebook and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. you're very much of like it's. You're now working in the industry at a time where social media is so prevalent and yeah. so. Um, I, I think like. You just saying that made me think that, like, has there ever been a period where that wasn't an issue and you didn't even have to think about it? Or
0: I remember when I was starting out, I didn't even... I mean, when I first came over here, people were saying to me, like, follow me on Twitter. And I was like, what is Twitter? (laughs) Like, so I remember before Instagram and Twitter... Mm -hmm. and Snapchat and everything. And I, that's when I was starting out. And they were like, you really should get a Twitter. And so I got a Twitter and was just like, this is weird. Like, this is not for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, you know, Instagram came along and that was really huge. And, um, yeah, I remember that transition. Like, I, you know, followers was never brought up in an audition process, Mm -hmm. like that social media following thing didn't exist. So it was a lot easier to break into the industry. Yeah, Like, I don't know if I would have had those opportunities, you know, with Disney channel, Mm -hmm. if, you know, now with no social media following or, you know, even an account. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) it's definitely changed. Um, I don't know for the better. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think so.
1: Hmm.
0: but I mean, there are really great things about it. Um, I've had a weird kind of, not journey with Instagram, but I think (laughs) (laughs) that's too much, but uh, I think I used to really try and make it like something like, I tried too hard to think about how I was coming across, I think for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's really odd. It's like this opportunity to like show people, whoever, how who you are you know outside of the character you play yeah and it's just like total bollocks most of the time (laughs) like it's just such a filtered like perspective so i kind of just stopped trying to do that recently like a couple years ago i just was like it's too much effort like i don't Mm -hmm. know people can think whatever they want so yeah i and i have definitely got rid of that like role model mentality thing i just like resent that Mm -hmm. phrase so much think it's just like total crap. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks that, you know, I don't know. I think that if your kids are exposed to something that you don't agree with or, you know, doesn't um doesn't support, I guess your parenting style, then that's like an opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, um, I don't see anyone as a role model ever. I just Mm. think that's like just kind of silly. Yeah. Especially young people like in this industry. I have so many friends who are like, you know, quite, quite big and quite successful and influential and like... They're, it's so much pressure. Like they're yeah. miserable because of the pressure and they're going to mess up like everyone else just because they're like famous doesn't mean they're not going to do it. Yeah. It probably means they're more likely to do it because there's so much pressure. Like you can't expect that of people. Yeah. It's just not realistic.
1: Yeah. And also it's it's kind of, um, I don't know if it's the right word, but disingenuous to to suggest that role models can't mess up. To you know, 100%. seeing one mess up is as much. It's more of a. It's
0: authentic. Yeah. Like, the biggest role models to me are people that are authentic and who and completely genuine mm-hmm. and open and
1: yeah. You know. And how they cope with that sometimes. How they cope
0: with it, like that's you know someone messing up and then talking about it and it being an education, like that's yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. I just. I just had this like picture in my head. I remember like finding out about that Disney Channel stuff. I was like, yes. And then all of a sudden I was just like, oh (laughs) God. And I've really let myself just kind of get rid of that. So that's been, that's been nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: What were the, um, what were, who were the actors and what were the films and TV stuff that you used to watch when you were a kid that made you think that's what I want to do or that's where I want to be?
0: Um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus uh-huh. in Seinfeld. That was our like show in the family. Mm. We didn't watch a lot of TV um, growing up, but Seinfeld was on at like 7 p.m. every night, followed by the news, so we would do Seinfeld in the news. <laughs> um, I wasn't really exposed to like a lot of like kids' stuff, um, like kids' shows and stuff like that. Um, but it, yeah, I, honestly, all I can remember is Seinfeld. And this show, Hornblower
1: do you mm-hmm. remember hornblower mm-hmm.
0: and hornblower and the bill
1: the bill really the bill. oh my goodness
0: the bill was big in our family wow they used to film that
1: house. around the corner from where i lived really yeah that's so mm-hmm. cool yeah
0: yeah i loved the bill but yeah that is a weird mix of yeah stuff. yeah
1: my favorite uh, the bill episode they did a live episode i don't know if you ever saw this no it was it
0: was it disastrous? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they would cut to people, um, and they'd just be standing there, and it'd <laughs> obviously be queued to move, and it would just. Oh, everything. great! Um, but the best thing was they had this this stunt, and it was a car that was that hit a bank of sand and was supposed to obviously flip over but it didn't flip over. It just hit the bank of sand and just sort of bounced a little bit and then settled. And then
0: everyone panicked? Everyone
1: (laughs) panicked. And then the guy got out and he had far too much makeup on because it was supposed to be this big crash. Oh, and he was (laughs) covered in blood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've never been able to find um, uh, footage of it on like YouTube or anything.
0: How? I feel like that's... I know, it's... That's amazing. Yeah, it was my favorite episode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna try and hunt that down. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's ballsy.
1: It was so good. It's cancelled now. Did you know that?
0: When did it get cancelled? Um, like
1: recently. I think it was a few years ago. It was. It was when I wasn't living there anymore. So mm. it's not that long ago. But. Great show. So good. So good. Who was your favorite character?
0: Is there a character called Debbie? Debbie.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> a It was a wee thing.
1: <coughs> do you watch Veep?
0: Love Veep. Mm-hmm. Love Veep. It's great. I'm not caught up. I think I'm like a season behind.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you want to do more comedy?
0: Yeah. I would want to do smart comedy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would want to do that. Um, My reps and I are kind of uh just looking for little like indie gems at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of... Where our focus is, yeah. Um, but who knows? It all depends on our the fate of the fosters. So, yeah, I just—it's weird. I have no idea <clears> what <throat> my next year looks like. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Mm. So, <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> with. Theater stuff going back to that, mm-hmm. and you saying that you'd like to do that. Is there have you found theater in LA or is there any?
0: Um, I've seen some shows in LA that have been pretty great. Um, I feel like theater culture in LA is um, hasn't been huge, but mm-hmm. it's getting better, and there's kind of more shows are coming out to LA now from New York, and yeah, um, so that's good. I think that in the next few years, we're going to see it really pop off. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I I need to get more involved in that, that community for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that from London. Yeah, I bet. That's a real, yeah, I I wouldn't even know where to start looking here.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a few cool theaters here that, Mm -hmm. you know, put on some, some cool, some cool stuff. Um, but you know, slim pickings still a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: How is film in Australia? It had a, a. It felt like um, I'm trying to think of when that the, the was it the satellite or the the dish that was a movie that came out and it felt like there was a real like suddenly everyone was interested in movies in Australia for a few years.
0: Yeah, I feel like Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. put oh, it on yeah. the map a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Australian cinema is really great. It's very kind of stripped back and raw. and mm-hmm. I like, remember one of my favorite movies was Beautiful Kate, which was um, this amazing movie with my friend Sophie. Lowe was in it, and she was fantastic. Um, ben Mendelsohn's in it, too. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, Australian cinema is pretty unreal. I'm yeah. desperately like trying to... Um, you know get back into that world but <laughs> it's tough it's tough like i think there's this um there's this understanding that if you kind of go away to america and you do that thing then it's mm-hmm. like you're a little not shunned but like a little bit yeah yeah a little bit mm. i'm not uh, working on it though
1: yeah yeah it's a small world over there as well, right?
0: It's really small, and I was never really established in that community, mm-hmm. as I said. So, um, yeah, but I'm working on those relationships. Hopefully, <laughs> <also, like, laughs> something. I would, I would love to be able to work at home. Like that's the goal. So, mm. Yeah.
1: Maybe you could direct something.
0: Maybe that might that might be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you that'd be great.
1: find yourself looking for like a writer to? link to or
0: um well i have i have a couple friends who i'm working with at the moment um a good friend of mine who's a writer who's made some cool movies um we're working on a film together i don't think i'll direct it but um so we're kind of he's writing that right now for us um so yeah i've definitely over the past couple years kind of made the realization that um can make your own shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you can make it happen yourself and you know you don't have to wait for the audition to yeah. be successful you can really you know utilize the creative people you have around you and that you meet and you can make it happen yourself because that's how it happens so yeah um i've definitely been looking at it differently recently which has opened some doors and hopefully um yeah that that, that would be great mm. So that's what I'm, that's what, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just definitely, I've been like in this kind of small world of like acting and auditions and hopefully I'll book it and it's all up to the man and like that whole kind mm-hmm. of mentality. And just in the past, like, year, I've kind of just been able to shed that and look at it uh, differently, which has been really exciting, which is, I think, why I've allowed myself to actually think about directing and, you know, start shadowing directors and actually let myself kind of go there. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's
1: cool. Yeah. It's All right, well, thank you again yeah. for coming to the thanks, garage. Thanks, Jamie, to the garage. <laughs> to the garage, and thanks yeah. for the coffee.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Soy <laughs> cap, my yeah. choice.
1: I know, I'm such a <laughs> L.A. transplant now. Uh. Thank you. Yeah. That's it for the first year of the series. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next year with more guests. If you'd like to feature on the show or know someone who would, then please email us at whoiampodcast at com. I'm your host, Jamie Gamble, and this was This Is Who I Am.